Eric! Eric, it's the Rojo Show. I'm waiting on my man to call me so we can talk about this uh, Bill Maher. Who is it? Bill Maher and Kathy Griffin. Bill Maher was the one that was really wilding. Really wilding my man Bill Maher. But my man Will, who's going to call in and plug his blog, The Conscious Cloud, um, had a very unique take on it, and uh, we're going to talk about it. I showed it to my mom. going to talk about my mom's response to it. Um, Lolita, what up? Lolita, Billy D. Billy D is watching the thing, but he needs to be hitting the line. Turn my phone volume up while I wait on them. Let me hit some tunes. There we go. Hello. Billy D, you are live on the Rojo Show. What's good? I mean, you're a, you're a ro- you're one of the original Ro homies. You were on like episode seven. Driving driving the driving the roads between L.A. and Vegas. No, or is that where we were? We were no, no, no. We were going from uh, we were going from Port uh, was, Portland to L.A. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we Portland. I think we stopped in Sacramento real quick in L.A. Well, we did go to Vegas after that. Yeah, we went to Vegas after that, but that was right after the ESPYS with your boy, your boy, your 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 girl, uh, your boy, your girl. <laughs> what are you talking about, <laughs> my boy? Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. I'll get out of here. Remember, she had the speech. That was the year she had the speech, and like all the, all the commercials were like super like pro trans. This is true. Like I was, I thought you said your boy. I thought you were being sarcastic trying to be funny, talking about Aubrey. Oh no, he's. Oh yeah, he did. Did he host that year? I forget. I know you know who's hosting this year, right? Who's hosting this year? Peyton Manning. Who? Peyton Manning. He's hosting the ESPYs? Yep. Oh. Yuck. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he also voted. No, he was golfing with Trump last week. That's what he was doing. So, so you know, people uh, are not really feeling that. But, you know, it's a bunch of millionaire athletes. And the ESPYs ain't the Oscars or the Grammys. I'm sure a lot of and cats just gonna sit in the audience and take their award and go home. But being that Peyton Manning, Peyton, good old boy. Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many, how many people is it really, how many black people is it in Denver really to be upset about this? <laughs> Not many in Denver. I know, ain't, uh, ain't Ramon out there now or something? I think so. <coughs> Shouts out to Ramon yeah. and the OC yeah, Music but- Group. Absolutely, absolutely. But him, he might be like one of like one hundred out there. But, but I will say, he seems to enjoy it. No, absolutely. I mean, Denver is not enjoyable. I don't even partake in in, uh, in the devil's uh, delights and edibles and, and mar- marijuana, all the things you eat and consume. But I even 
all that aside, I still enjoy doing it. So I imagine if you're a young person, you know, you're still young in your thirties, twenties, like we are, and you know, that was a cool place to be, and they have legalized it, as everyone knows. So legalize it. <laughs> Yeah, man. But um, I really wanted to talk to you. Uh, I wanted to give you a chance to plug the blog, and then talk specifically about your most recent um, your most recent article uh, about the. Uh, first off, I, I the title was so good. I didn't I didn't originally recognize it as you yours. You I was like, this is it. This this title might be too good to be Will's. Is he re? I thought I thought th- I thought you were, it was something that you had reposted, and then I was like, once I saw it, it was it was a it was an original. I was like, oh shit! Like, it's an OG. Yeah. It's an OG. It's an OG. Shout out to Beastie Boys. But um, yeah, license to ill. Yeah. It yeah, was man. discussing. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You talk about it. No, I was gonna say, well, you're referring to the conscienceclout.com. That's my little you know, blog site situation where I rant and post all of my, you know, feelings about, you know, wild shit that's going on, beautiful things that are going on. Uh, Facebook is definitely not the medium to be, you know, sharing thousands of words. I'm not even sure if a newspaper is the medium anymore to be sharing <laughs> thousands of words because people just don't consume information like that anymore. But having said that, for the few people who are interested, they can go to consciousfile.com. We, you know, my varying views about entertainment, sports, etc. And you are referring to uh, the article about your boy, Bill Maher. My boy. Maher. <laughs> uh, who used to be my boy. Um, I, well, I don't know. I don't know where I'm catching you in the, in the, in the podcast. I'm sure you, you, have you kept the people abreast of what's going on? Have you broke down the situation yet? No, 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 no. We haven't talked about anything. I, I, uh, I mean, I had a slight intro, but, um, you know, episode 66, if you don't know, we're talking about my boy Bill Maher. My boy. Uh-huh. Nah, you got me saying it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, who apparently thinks he's, uh, like, light-skinned. He thinks he's high yellow. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's what he is? You know, this is this is really interesting because I had a friend um like is there something to having a large amount of white people give you some kind of some kind of G pass? Or like having no, like you if, know, here's, here's, No, the real deal is is that Bill Maher has made a living for the past several years off of being a quote unquote liberal uh, tell it like it is, keep it real, uh, leader of the uh, the news media revolution, right? And for the most part, he has been that. But black people give him a pass because, uh, you know, for the most part, he represents, he's a white dude who, you know, talks about some real stuff, and he's not so deluded, or at least before his comment, he hasn't been so deluded from the plight of people who aren't wealthy and white like he is, and Jewish, I might add, because that is relevant to the uh, conversation. But, um, yeah, you know, he's had a certain level of comfort with black people. When uh, when Jay dropped the Decoded album, uh, the Decoded book, he had Jay on there, and he was, you know, quoting Jay lyrics back to Jay. You know, obviously he's a big fan of... Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just, you know, when white people quote rap lyrics, right. that, that puts them in a whole different... Category, oh, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now he was calling them, and, you know, he had Jay on there, and, you know, sometimes he has Cornell West on there, but I have, I have not been feeling Bill Maher lately. I used to watch him all the time, but I haven't been feeling him lately because he's gotten so comfortable and also so protected in his buckle that he definitely has lost grip on the reality of who he is, and that was evident in him being able to say, confirm himself jokingly, as a house nigga. Uh, and uh, do you remember when Wayne Brady had to, had to clap it up? Do you remember yeah, this? Yeah, I, I recently actually, I actually recently uh, rewatched that inter, uh, that interview he had. 
um, where he was kind of, uh, had to kind of let him know. Yeah, no, he had to let him know for real because that was around the time too when Dave Chappelle and all that, like, but he had the skit about uh, Wayne Brady, and that put white people on. That Dave Chappelle skit put white people on to like how black people kind of jokingly think of what Wayne Brady within the black community. Right. You know, a guy who's like, you know, if there was a race, uh, a race lottery or whatever it is, a racial draft where like. Wayne Brady, like, you know, th- this is what people are saying. I'm not, I'm not saying I say this, but people feel like, you know, is he black? Or, what, what's your message? You need a button. You need a button on your show for this. So you can have this cue. Yeah, remember your boy? Is, is he your brother? Or right. is he a cornball brother? Cornball brother. brother. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely needs to be a button cue on the show. <laughs> is he your brother? Or, <laughs> or a cornball brother. But yeah, not to stop rambling and all that, like, I, I don't know, like, this. The dude clearly thought that he, he felt comfortable enough to say it. One, as a white dude who has some black connects, uh, and has, as Wayne Brady says, has, uh, has fucked some black hookers. You know, he thinks that, you know, being down with a bunch of video victims and, you know, the thought of the week, he thinks that that somehow qualified him uh, to be able to say, I'm a house nigga, which uh, obviously I don't, you know, I feel like, it does not like nothing gives any white person uh, the pass to say that. What are you? What, how did you feel about it? What was your initial reaction when you heard the clown say that? I mean, you know how I, of course, don't subscribe to the notion that white people can use the the word nigger. Right. Um, I do find myself in a situation though. Because I thought the joke was funny. Um, okay. All right. But uh, but I, I I don't think it was funny. Some funny jokes can't be made though. I mean I don't I don't, I don't really know like. Right. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, let me ask you the question I've been asking everybody: If Brian Gumble or Don Lemon or Travis Smiley on their show. You know, they talking with somebody, you know, they had, and then somebody uh, makes a reference uh, to, to gassing people, right? And then one of you guys in like kind of like an off the top kind of improvised uh, joke or whatever, if they had used, you know, the forbidden K word that people, that, you know, racists use to talk about Jewish people, if they had used that word directly connected to the Holocaust, do you think that any of them still had a job? <laughs> you say what? <laughs> I'm saying, do you think if a Jewish person, no, I'm sorry, if a black host, like a Texas Mommy, a Don Lemon, a Brian Gumble, if they had used the K-word in a joke about the Holocaust, and you know, it was like well-intended, they, didn't, they weren't saying anything racist, but if they used the K-word in describing Jewish people and talking about the Holocaust, do you think that they would still have a job? What is the K word? A kike? You know. Sure, that word. <laughs> I don't even know if a lot of people know that that's a Jewish slur. <laughs> well, there are people who do uh, who do know that. I mean, so I don't. Again, whether they knew it or not, do you think that they would still have a job? Because we know we know the powers that be know that that is a Jewish slur. We, we also know that, you know, the people who control, you know, the media and, and Viacom and Time Warner, all these different companies, they know what the, what the deal is with that word. Do you think if one of them had used that word in a joke and also you made a joke about the Holocaust while using that word, do you think that they would get that? I mean, probably not. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, okay, but that's because you, I mean, we, we know that Especially in terms of entertainment in Hollywood, I mean, uh, Jews have a stronghold on that industry. Yeah, for sure, for sure, without a doubt. But but even without that, even without that being an element of it, which it is an element of it, I'm just saying that the public, more of the public, would be obviously offended if that had happened in that scenario. If if Don Lemon had said use that racial epithet, that racial slur, 
and making a joke connected to the Holocaust. Now here you have Bill Maher who's saying that he's a house nigga, you know, because the dudes are saying, you know, you could be with me in the field. You know, there are lots of things that happen in the field. You know, there are wars that happen in the field. There, you know, folks, there are farmers, there's, 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 you know, agriculture that goes on in the field. His mind instantly went through slavery. That right. is the f- that yeah, but that's the funny that's the funny point. Okay, but I think my point is, and I think a lot of people's point is that just because something makes sense in your mind, that doesn't mean that you should say everything that comes to your mind. Absolutely, you're absolutely correct. It's like it's like, and, and that's the thing I don't get about white people in these positions, right? Because I've yet to hear a white person give me just a, a bomb reason as to why they need to say the word, right? Like, like you know, like I, I understand. You know, I mean, black people, we have a complicated history, and we are part of a history that has used the word and flipped it as a term of endearment. We use it amongst each other. Um, but I have yet to hear a white person give me a reason as to why they need to use that word. I just haven't. What kind of reason um, would you even find acceptable? Uh, comedy. That's what we're even to use. But, you know, but if it's just a joke. Uh, some of them. No, 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 no. I'm asking, what circumstance would you personally find acceptable? Oh, there isn't one. That's my point. There isn't one. I mean, like, you know, somebody up there with a Professor X size brain. Like, I'm giving white people the benefit of the doubt. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm assuming that maybe there's somebody out there just have such a dope reason that I haven't thought of. Hmm. But I'm real sick, like whatever this stuff goes down, I'm real sick of hearing people instantly jump to, oh well, you know, black people say it, you know, so so why can't I say it? Why do you wanna say it? Why is it necessary for you to say it? That's like something that happens with kids. You know what I mean? Like kids, like all the time, well why can't I, so-and-so is doing it, why can't I do it? And the point of a responsible adult you can't do it because you just can't, idiot. That's it. End of story. Point blank period. But you got this white dude, and, you know, you have mentioned something to me before about, I guess, you know, I guess uh, Bill Maher's uh, former thoughts yeah. coming out of the world war. Yeah. Talking about how he used the work all the time. Yep. Yeah, his, uh, like, apparently his exes and stuff like that are just, you know, Letting people know this is this is something Bill does. Uh, Bill Mars ex Coco Johnson, which is showing you to kind of not to degrade black women right now, but I mean Coco Johnson. I, I don't know. I don't know what what college. Not even that she graduated from college. I just don't know how credible Coco Johnson is as a person. Period. But she says that Bill Mar. Uh, often uses the N word. I just think anyone that uses the N word is very. Insta- oh wait, wait, what did you, you say? I mean, I've heard them use the word many times. I don't want to say exactly, and then of course they want you to go and read the fucking um, the article at the site. But um, right. it seemed like he'd be on that. And you know what? I mean, I really want to ask on my Facebook page, like, when was the last time some of my white friends used the word nigga? And under what circumstances did they use it? But I don't think anybody would answer it. I don't I don't think anybody would be forthcoming with that information. The, the only time where I would not be quick to, like, slap somebody in the mouth if the white man used the word is if it was an intelligent conversation about the word and talking about the context and the structure of the word, the history of the word, all of that. Sure. That's, that's the only time in which, you know, white folks be like, you know, so, you know, but there's a difference between nigger and nigger and, you know, <laughs> fucking, you know, or some Tim White shit. You know, not like, I, I, I don't know if you remember the, uh, the clip of the, the white teacher who called his student a nigger. You remember that? I think so, yeah. And it was, he said, but that's a situation where, like, he, like you said with Bill Maher, he made me laugh when he said it because I just thought he was goofy. 
but at the same time, that doesn't mean that he doesn't deserve the biggest show you can, that, that Cannonball you can deliver. Because he was like, because I got his student, the black student, said like, I don't know, leave me alone, nigga. <laughs> he looked at him, and he was like, okay then. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he went hard in the pain on that one. Uh, what about... Yeah, funny, but, you know, he deserved to lose his job and, you know, get his teeth knocked out. Okay, so so I've got a fr- I've, uh, I have a guy that I know, a white guy that I know. <laughs> you stop short of saying friend. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't hang out with him on a regular. I know him through some people. We're cordial with each other, but I mean, I, to say he's a friend is you know would be somewhat of a stretch, and I think he would say that as well. I mean, we're cool. Um, but he has a friend that is black that may be biracial. Um, not yeah. sure, but uh, he came. By the way, biracial people are really fucking up the game in this one. Uh, like, that's that's a whole other podcast. Keep, keep going. <laughs> so the 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 I'm, we're just gonna call him the black friend. The black friend went to visit the white friend, and the white friend got on Facebook. I mean, not Facebook. Got on Instagram, and was like Instagram video. And the the caption or the the title, what was on the screen of the video, while he was like selfie video on him and his buddy, was my nigga came through. Oh gosh! Oh gosh! <clears throat> oh gosh! But you know what though? You know who I don't have sympathy for? Like you listen to Joe Button podcast from time to time, right? From time to time, yeah. You hear the one where they was on there, and first of all, I've never liked how freely they say that word around royalty. I've never liked that. Because uh, none of them, because I don't trust any of them to have, and I, I love Joe Budden's podcast, and I think he's an incredible artist, but I don't trust them enough around royalty when this cameras is off, when the recorder is off, to be able to responsibly handle if he, he were to say that word. And I don't know if he, did you see the one where they was like baiting him to say it? Like in the beginning of the show? They were like, say nigga, Roy, say it, say it, Roy, say nigga. No. Like, if, if Roy would have been like, man, the hell with all y'all niggas. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? They had it coming. You know what I mean? And I guess the real point I'm trying to get to is like, black people who make it okay, who make excuses for white people to be racist, like subconsciously racist around them, I have no, I have no sympathy for those people. Like if, if Fox News went through all they, they um, their controversy in the past several months, right? Of like sexism and misogyny, and you know Roger Ailes and all these different people, you know, sexually assaulting all the the female correspondents and whatnot. Right. If it had come out in those reports that that Bill O'Reilly. Uh, will readily call Stacy Dash a nigga on the regular, I would have no problem with that. Well, I would have a problem with Bill O'Reilly, but I would look at Stacy Dash like, well, you know, you kind of had it coming. <laughs> you know, because you may be comfortable for the people to think that there's, ever, that there's ever an instance, a circumstance, for them to talk, for them to refer to you as anything other than a black person or African American or person of color. So when you open that door, and say, well, it's okay for, for Eminem. If Eminem wanted to say it, I wouldn't care because he's made some great albums. You know, if you're one of those people who, who, who think like that, I, there was a friend of mine who I went to school with uh, in Cali, and he would call white boys nigga all the time. And I wouldn't condone it. But if they called it him that, like, I, I'd probably just look like, well, you know, you, you made them, you made these people comfortable with, uh, Thinking they could do this for you. Bottom line is, Bill Maher, um, do I think he should be fired? Yes. And only because, like I said, if it was a black person who had done that, or any other person who had made a joke like that, if Bill Maher had said something like that, about, and Bill Maher is Jewish. He's not, he's, not, he's, he's, he's not a practicing Jew like by religion, but by virtue of his birth, he is Jewish. If Bill Maher himself is Jewish, had made a racial slur about Jewish people in reference to the Holocaust, it would be a wrap. So by itself, do I think he should be kicked off the air? No, I don't. But 
if we talking about fairness and equality, if he if he wants real equality, then I think he should be gone. Because again, they would not tolerate that from a person of color. If a person of color said that about Jewish people, like, there's no way. So why is it okay for us? Why are we the only group where it's okay to like degrade us and talk crazy about us? Or even even if you're joking, why is that okay? It's not okay. The okay, Kathy, how many times you said it? The Kathy Griffin shit is just stupid, right? Well, she's an idiot. She's a she's an idiot. Like I laughed when I saw her crying. Like I don't know. Like I have a very like you know for real sensitivity to like you know people with mental illness and people with you know emotional distress and emotional illness. So assuming that otherwise she's just a fine functioning logical human being, I laughed when I saw that. But she thought she was about to get a bunch of likes and a bunch of retweets, and she thought she was about to be popping. And they're <laughs> like, no, you're finished. <laughs> you're done. And then she goes, oh, Donald Trump is bullying me. Why am I bullying you? You gave him the ammo, if he is. No, she, she's just an idiot. I'm not even, yeah, I, I don't know what you thought when you saw the pictures and when you heard that she was getting let go. Uh, but, uh, you know, from her show, but I, I, I was like, good, whatever, who cares? Uh, yeah, I mean, huh. uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's small potatoes, you know? True, it really is. Now, now the funny, the funny, the funny joint though, real quick about that, did you see what Anderson Cooper said about her? No, what'd he say? Uh, he threw her under the bus so hard, and he deserved to, because, you know, they host that show together on CNN for New Year's, and just judging by how they are on that show, it seems like they hang out like a lot. Like, she, like Anderson's mom knows her, and they hang out, and they go shopping, and they and a third. So they beyond, like, just workplace, like, colleagues. Like, they're friends. They're buddies. And Anderson put out such a mean corporate statement, like, I am astounded and appalled by Kathy, or she, I don't know what she was thinking, and she lost her mind. I don't condone this. I don't condone her. And... I was like, good. That, that was that was the one that really like was the, the nail in the coffin for her, in my opinion. Because not only is that her friend, but he's like he's the face of CNN. And if he couldn't even give her, a, well, you know, we should forgive her and you know give her another chance. If he's not even giving her that, and that's her buddy, I'm like, man, you all the hard, you know, get out of jail free because I'm like you, Pond, to clearly like run out. Now she not not supporting this act is totally different than not supporting Trump, right? Not supporting what you mean, so not supporting what she did is different than supporting and not supporting Trump. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I, I think I mean I think people are in agreement that Donald Trump is a piece of trash. I mean a lot of people are. Uh, many of Kathy Griffin's fans are. I'm sure Anderson Cooper is in agreement with that, but. Uh, is, is it, there was just really no point. It was almost like the Bill Monzo. What, what really, at the end of it, what was really the point of you doing this? And not to mention the fact that, you know, when when white people were saying all that crazy racist about Obama and threatening him and threatening his mama and threatening his daddy, there was understandably a lot of outrage. And people were like, yo, like, is this some kind of federal offense? Like, you can't even threaten a bus driver or a post office worker, right? Without, like, the police and the FBI, like, wanting to come see you. So if she thought that she could have an image of her with his head in his hands, uh, I, I, she, she's just an idiot. But like, I, I don't know what she was thinking. Now, this, was thinking. this isn't parallel to the, you know, many, 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 um negative and violent likenesses of Barack Obama that was presented by admittingly like far less and far far less uh, significant white people um like there was never a professional there was never like a prominent person like just outright presenting ideas of killing Barack Obama like this. No, there was never like no, there was never. I mean, there was, but like they were all. I would argue that they were all on the same tier as Kathy Griffin. 
like D D list celebrities like Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent said some shit about wanting to shoot Barack or whatever, but like he said Nugent. Nobody really, other than like the few like hillbillies who actually buy his music, whoever those people are, or listen to his opinions. Um, you know, yeah, like Ted Nugent wasn't really that relevant, and, and there were a lot of people who were like, you know what, we there, there's no place for this. But at the same time, Ted Nugent wasn't affiliated with any like major corporations that have a power, you know, have, that have position to be like, you know what, you're out of here. So he was already, for, to, to my knowledge, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but to my knowledge, Ted Nugent was just a, you know, a, you know, a musician slash freelance racist. He wasn't employed by like a major company like like CNN the way Kathy Griffin was. So I would say this has happened before. The only difference is that those people were just put in, you know, they stayed in their same place to be relevant. And now Kathy Griffin, with what she did, she has just knocked herself further down on the the tier of relevant. Kathy Griffin uh, is a this. Kathy Griffin is a D list celebrity. I, I would say she's D. Would you put a C or something? I mean, she's like uh, she's like Emmy award winning for her comedy specials and shit. Like she's not like she's not like a reality no. star. But, well, let's 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 real quick before I go. Let's break down what what the different tiers are. Who, who would you say is A list? That's like Rihanna, that's Jay, that's Tom Hanks, Jay. I don't know uh, if Bill Burr is an A-list celebrity yet. No, he's definitely not. Okay. Bill Burr is definitely not. Okay, I thought that was. Uh, I thought um, you said. I thought you said Bill Burr. Never mind. Oh uh, no, 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 no. Um, and even and there can be A-list celebrities who aren't household names but still carry a lot of cachet, like within the the entertainment world, where people are like, oh no, let him in. Like, I would say that, like, Ari uh, Emanuel, like, the real-life Ari Gold is somebody who's not, like, a household name. But, like, if he wanted to go, like, you know, to Hamilton without having bought a ticket, like, chances are he's getting the ticket. You know what I mean? Tom, Tom Ford is on that level. You know, Vera Wang, you know, that's, that's A-list. Now, we talk about B-list. B-list are probably people who could have been A-list or were A-list, but, like, they're like, nah. So, B-list, I would say, is, like, Tracy Morgan maybe is like on that B list category. I would say, I would say uh, Nicholas Cage is kind of flirting with B list ism right about now. Um, See, the Tracy Morgan thing is interesting, especially when you put that up against like Tom Ford and Vera Wang, because I feel like more people would like would recognize Tracy Morgan than they would recognize Tom Ford. Specifically, because like if Tom Ford walked into a room with five other white guys, I would pretty I'm pretty sure I'd know who he is. But you could right. trick me with some. Right. Besides that, okay, so you're about to go. How much time I got? Thirty seconds? Two minutes? What I got? No, 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 no. We, we got a few minutes. I'm just carrying some stuff in the in the, in the hotel real quick. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, fuck that. Uh, basketball. Um, are the Cavs getting swept? No, 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 that, uh, no, 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 I don't believe they're gonna get swept. I do. Really? I, before this started, before the series started, I said to a lot of people specifically, if the Warriors, I said this should this should be a sweep. And the most I gave it is five games. And the reason why is because if you look at last year, because everyone's like, well, this has happened before, and, you know, if it happened before, LeBron could do it again, you know, all that stuff. But the difference is, last year, the Warriors without Draymond Green for some critical games. Steph Curry was not healthy at all. But guess what? This year, everybody's healthy. And, oh, wait a minute. They added another MVP. They added another MVP. They had Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and the rest of them was a cast that was already given the problem. And they added another MVP. They added somebody who you could argue is the best player on the court. So, so again, if they if they beat the Cavs before with just Steph Clay and Draymond. And they almost could have beat him last year if Draymond hadn't been suspended and all that other stuff. Now you, now all of them are healthy. They got their mind right. And Kevin Durant, this shit, like, 
nobody should ever be embarrassed for losing to LeBron in the finals. But this is one of those situations where if the Warriors lose more than one game, there's something wrong with them. Because yeah. they really shouldn't lose even one. Yeah. Uh, I don't if if it come if it I don't see them being at home making a thirty point difference, which is what it's gonna have to do. Um, Dre, I mean, um, Jr. has played horrible. Iman has played horrible. Kyle Korver has played horrible. Tristan Thompson has played horrible. And even if they all play awesome, I don't see that making up thirty points. Because they all have to play awesome. LeBron has to average a fucking triple double, and Kyrie's got to go. Uh, got got to score twenty eight to forty points, damn near. Kyrie has to go super ham. Like there's a there's a lot more there's a lot more that has to go right for the Cavs than can possibly go wrong for. The for the, the the Warriors, the Warriors would need Draymond to get suspended again. They would need Clay to get injured again, and then even if that happens, I mean not Clay, uh, Steph, and then even if that happens, I mean Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant is a pretty good pretty good duo with the rest of those pieces to go against um, to go against the, the Cavs even if you turn it into a half court game and they got to put in Zaza Pachulia and JaVale McGee I mean they can run the pick they run the pick and roll better than anybody and I mean Tristan Thompson they still got big players that can step out Tristan Thompson is not going to be able to keep up with them I mean I just uh, I mean I want to give them one game I, at one point, I was even going to say, you know, they was going to win the two at home. Um, but, man. And then another thing, an, an, one more thing. The, the, the other thing that stood out to me was LeBron's uh, celebration of the Eastern Conference final win. Something about that just seemed extremely extravagant. Like, generally, uh, generally teams... Well, well, hit me, hit me to it. Like, how do you, what do you mean? So, well, he, they, I didn't even watch, so I don't know. So, the first thing, the game ended, they're on the floor. Um, LeBron, you know how they always, you know, of course they're going to interview him after the game. And right, the, right, the, right. the sideline reporter is standing there with the microphone, and LeBron, the cameraman, is showing him. He's walking around basically distributing, I don't know if it was the Eastern Conference final hat or the Eastern Conference right. final T-shirt, uh, but oh, he was like distribu- I think it was the T-shirt because he pulled his on before they started the the interview or whatever. So he's yeah, hey, put put your shirt on, put your shirt on. He's, he's you know handing out the Eastern Conference yeah. final T-shirts. Yeah, like very with with, with extreme vitriol, and like he's yeah. talking to them. He's talking yeah. to the sideline reporter, like you know, yes, yeah, you know, good win. You know, shouts out to Isaiah Thomas and his loss. Blah blah blah. They play hard. Boom boom boom. Uh, are you guys looking forward? You know, are you guys uh you know looking forward to the Warriors and looking forward to the next the next series? You know, we're just trying to you know really we, we just want to take the time to celebrate this. You know, take the time to you know bask in this. Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, what? I'm just I'm just like they they had champagne in the locker room, and I'm like I I could be I could be terribly mistaken right now. I could be talking out of my ass, but I don't remember people celebrating conference finals like it was the finals. Yeah. I don't remember. Like, as far as I'm concerned, like, and I feel like that across the board, like in football. um, I mean, of course, those are the only ones we, I mean, football and basketball. I don't want to be stereotypical, but these are the only ones I feel like I can speak about for sure. Yeah. That when they get asked about that, about you know when they when they win the, the semifinals and they get asked about that shit, they be they're like, right. yo, this is great, awesome. Shouts out yeah. to that team, they played hard. But yeah. we looking forward to yeah. the finals. We got we we focus. Yeah, like this isn't this isn't the end. You're touching on something that I have. One of the few things I've never liked about LeBron. LeBron is that dude who like, if, if, even if you're playing, like, pickup, right? You know, dudes like Mike run, like, three or four other teams, but the teams he's playing is garbage, and he's got a chest pumped out, whatever, right? Okay, he loses one game, 
to a team that is better than him, and this same dude is now pissed. Oh, nigga, you cheated. Oh, like, like the other day, like LeBron was so sensitive when they were talking to him in the in the locker room because he didn't even go to the. Uh, he didn't go to the to the uh, to the desk. To the yeah, and, and listen. Some athletes will say, well, you know, you want that out of your athletes, right? You want them to not like to lose. But LeBron is different. Like, like Jordan did not like to lose. But you wouldn't see him turn, you wouldn't see him beating his chest one minute and then turn into a pissy baby when he lost. No. You know what I mean? Like, and, and part of the reason why LeBron is so sensitive and gets like that is because she's been protected for a lot of, for a lot of years by some Fugazi basketball situations. Like, people allowed him to think that he was a, goal, a better defender, a better two-way player than Kobe Bryant. Like, this is relevant to me because, like, people, a lot of people always Jay point Will, to, oh, remember the playoffs? People always point to, oh, remember in the playoffs when he, uh, when he locked down uh, Derrick Rose? That's a lie because, first of all, Derrick Rose was hurt. Two, LeBron has always done these things where it's like, for the first three quarters, he let his other teammates yep. work on the main offensive player. Yep. I, I, I would, me, me as a huge Kobe Bryant fan, I would always see it when the Cavs would play the Lakers, when the Heat would play the Lakers, because somebody else would be guarding Kobe for 40 minutes. Kobe would guard LeBron the whole game, unless there was a switch or something, right? Then all of a sudden, if the, if the Cavs or the Heat were up, by like 20, now all of a sudden here you got LeBron, you know, shuffling his feet in front of Kobe like he's being him up. You know what I mean? And, and, and the point I'm trying to get to is, is that this has happened a lot in which he really has been, because he's been on all these huge teams going against other teams with no competition, he's been, he's been made kind of sensitive to the fact that, like, no, dude, when you go against real players and real teams, this is what happens to you. So it's almost like he's still entitled to be to go into the Eastern Conference. I mean, to go into the NBA Finals instead of understanding, like, no, I've been going because I've been on these stack squads in a weak ass conference and a relatively weak NBA uh, league competitive. Right. So like he he's like I, like I really don't understand why people like this this right here right now. To me, for everybody who wants to put him in the top three, it's not the fact that he's losing to the Warriors that knocks him out of the top three conversation. It's just, it's how it's how he's handling himself as it's happening, crying all the time, and like you said, he's beating his chest after he after he beat the Boston Celtics, and nobody thought that the Boston Celtics were a match for LeBron. And and let's talk no, let's talk about that real no, quick because yeah, everybody was sucking his dick. When he had Kelly Olynyk on him at the three-point line, and he spun the ball, or he, he turned his back to him before he drove to the hole. Two things here. Number one, yep. Kelly Olynyk is a fucking bum. Yep, exactly. And then number two, the game after that, he scored 12 points on the same team. How do you do that? How do you do that? How do you how do you dance and hot dog one minute and then the next game you choke? This is this is why this is why I was so mad when the Bulls broke up the joking Noah Derrick Rose situation, right? Because obviously Derrick Rose gets injured, Joe Noah gets injured, I get it, right? But those were that combination of dudes in combination with Tom Thibodeau, who's like, oh no, we know how to go this dude. He's nothing. <laughs> like Tom Thibodeau was drawing plans, looking at LeBron like, this is with whom you all place your fate. Like, we would sweep LeBron. Bro. We would sweep LeBron Listen. in the regular series, and then injuries and stuff would get in the way. And what I love the most about Joe Kim Noah, you remember when like, LeBron would shoot free throws? And was talking shit and was dancing on the free throw line. Yeah. And and Joe, and Joe came over on the side like, bro, man, cut that clown shit out, man. Like, you still playing against men. Like, we're not about to sit here and look after you in awe. You're not Jordan, bro. Like, matter of fact, you're a clown. LeBron walked over to the sideline after his free throw, looking like he was about to, like, roll up on Joe. Joe came stood up like, what's up, bro? 
What's good? See, that is, that is, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. LeBron conveniently walked away. Same thing happened with Carlos Boozer. LeBron tried to clear Carlos Boozer on a, on a hard screen. Boozer looked at him like, bro, that's all you got, Brown, bro? Shout out to Pusha T. Like, that's all you got, Brown, bro? I mean... I mean, I, this this is this is goes towards this whole narrative of LeBron James. They want like he can't deliver what they want him to. If you want to go with the narrative that the NBA wanted uh, Michael Jordan to win, go for it. That's fine. But he was really really good at looking good winning. If there is some kind of conspiracy for LeBron James to win, he is fucking up the plan. <laughs> okay, he's not clutch. He's he, if he's throwing these games, he looks terrible doing it. And I don't understand yeah. why these things aren't brought up. You know, the other day I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at uh, I mean, I, I really like to give him respect as far as being a basketball player and being a Bulls fan. You can't really shit on the Pistons because they they were competition for some years. Right, right. But Isaiah Thomas right. talking about. The, the basketball mind of LeBron James? Are you fucking serious? And then to and then to poo-poo um some of the greatest coaches in college basketball history to say that to say that his LeBron's basketball mind is on the same level or he, LeBron has accumulated the basketball mind that um that Michael Jordan accumulated with I don't I don't remember if he played three or four years under um uh, under yeah under Dean Smith and then to poo poo the years that Isaiah Thomas played under um who's my man at Indiana um he played under the crazy cat the, the dude that was throwing the chairs um Bobby Knight Bobby Knight yeah are you serious yeah. Like who? Who are these? Who are these AAU coaches? Which gives them a bad name already because AAU coaches really just—they're really like they really just accumulate talent. They really don't have to play or coach or teach a lot because they only That's get real. players who have already excelled to a certain level. That's real. So like, who who are these AAU coaches that gave LeBron all of this? Like, what the fuck, bro? He's six eight. And runs a, a, a four something forty. Like it, he doesn't have to be amazing. He could be right. amazing at any right. sport. We this could easily right. be the LeBron James of football. Yeah. And then even yeah. being that, he don't even utilize that the way he should. Yeah. How the fuck yeah. does? How the fuck can't LeBron score? This nigga should be able to go on a 10-0 run on his own. Give him the yeah. ball in the post. Yeah. Who can LeBron not post up? Hey, no, 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 hold on. You gotta be fair. Cause remember what LeBron said. He needs more playmakers, <laughs> Jerry. Get the fuck, <laughs> bro. How do you how do you say you model your how do you say you model yourself after Magic Johnson, who was the playmaker, <laughs> who was the playmaker, and then say I need a playmaker. What are you talking about? You talking out of both sides of your ass. And by the way, you want to squat with Kyrie Irving. With Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Who can take... I would put Kyrie Irving one-on-one with anybody. Anybody. With anybody. And anybody. Not he's the best point guard, but that's definitely... I no. Agree with you. He, he can, LeBron, LeBron James is the best point guard on that team. Right. I mean, honestly, he's the best point guard on that team. But Kyrie, you see, Kyrie is who has the ball in the fourth quarter. That's right. Kyrie, That's right. I, I don't understand why LeBron is this phenom. LeBron is the best player on earth. LeBron is the physical specimen. He's the king. He's the chosen one. Yeah. Yeah. If it's if it's if it's a do or die situation, how isn't he calling for the ball in the post? Because 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 he's not what people have built him up to Sports conversations lack nuance. Right, because most people just want to be like, oh, he's the GOAT, he's the next Michael Jordan, instead of having a nuanced perspective. The nuanced perspective is is that LeBron is a really, really talented player. He's a really high basketball IQ, but 
because he is not a strong enough scorer on his own when he when he has you know a team who knows how to defend him or even individual players who know how to defend him because of that he is not capable of uh, let me let me correct my statement right because obviously he's had some quarters where he's just went off like twenty and one quarter and you know getting the last fifteen you know points out of twenty in the fourth quarter right. like, he definitely has had those moments sure but. But you look at the mentality, and by the way, it's a, he's a great brother. He's an incredible hu- uh, human being, incredible basketball player, incredible father. So we ain't talking about none of that absolutely, shit, though. Absolutely. But if you look at how he handles himself emotionally on the court and off the court when it does go his way, that I don't blame him. I blame people for making him think that he is more than what he really is. Or he's different than what he really is. He is not that kind of player. Because, again, you look at how he handles himself when he loses, you know, it's, it's like the fucking shit that Isaiah and them did when the Bulls finally did it, walking off the court. You know, y'all pumping all that shit. You've been body slamming my man for the whole series. He beats you. You can't even be like, all right, bro, good game, whatever. You walk away with your head down before the clock expires. That's sucker shit. You know what I mean? Same thing with LeBron. Not just in, in terms of getting chippy with, with reporters and stuff, because uh, they're not praising him all the time. They just want to talk to him about losing a game. But then again, on the court, this uh, I'm not in the man's mind, and clearly he's you know infinitely better as a basketball player than I ever will be. <laughs> but I can relate to the mentality. When I play ball, Jared, my, my first, my, my, I've had in my play after Scotty Pippen defensively and, and a combination of Scotty Pippen and Dennis Rodman, right? Well, I, I, I'm going to get, I'm going to guard the best player. I'm going to get you mad rebounds. I know how to play off switches. I can guard almost anybody who's close to my height. That's my thing. If my team needs a bucket, I don't want the ball. <laughs> the score is not my situation. And sometimes the more I think about, oh, shit, they need a bucket. Like, that causes me to be tempted on the court sometimes. Like, I, I, won't, I won't go anywhere near the ball. Why? Because I know that by shooting the ball, I'm, I'm going to cause my team a chance to lose, right? And the point I'm getting to is, is that I think that that's what happened with LeBron. LeBron knows that he's probably not the go-to scorer that people want to see in the, in the closing seconds of the game. He knows that, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's still a Hall of Fame player without being that guy. But the problem with LeBron is, is that by being so passive off the ball in the last few minutes, sometimes in these closing games, he's hurting his team more just the way I hurt my team. Because even if I don't shoot the ball, even if I have more activity off the ball, that at least causes the defense to think about me differently. Instead of if they know, like, oh, Will is playing off the ball. He's not going to do anything. Okay, you ain't got to worry about him. Same thing with LeBron. So I, I, I firmly believe that because LeBron knows he's not that, you know, that guy that everybody dreams of being in the last few seconds. Three, two, one, oh my God. Because he's not that, he's so scared of the moment that he don't even want to be a part of it, especially when the game is not going his way. Uh, and, and again, the way he's handling himself off the court and on the court when, when shit is kind of... And, and again, I mean, he's competitive if it's like a two-point game, a six-point game, a seven-point game. But when, you know, they were within 15 points or 18 points or whatever in the, in the third or the fourth quarter, he sometimes do those. And that's one of the main reasons, not only that people should stop comparing him to Michael, but people need to freeze these magic comparisons. People need to, you know, give Kobe some respect. Like, no, like, think about Kobe. People need to start talking about Allen Iverson more. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like, these are guys in the closing seconds. You would never accuse them of, like, what happened to him? What did he do? He was nowhere to be found. Is he okay? You would never hear somebody saying, well, maybe, maybe instead of giving up all to Kobe, maybe they should drop the last few plays for Paul Gasol. Kobe wouldn't have that. Kobe wouldn't have that. He wouldn't have. And everybody points. Everybody points to. Uh, everybody points to. You know those moments where Jordan passed to. You know Steve Kerr and uh, and John Paxson respectively. But um, I mean, he had got them to the show. 
Exactly. And that was just that was just a moment. Those are those are those are good basketball plays. That's different than you being able to say about Michael, well, I don't know, which might want to show up in the fourth quarter. And the dude who's gonna take over or the dude who like don't wanna be a part of the action. And and that also that also recognizes the respect that Michael was getting. Because number one, they knew that other teams knew that Michael was gonna have the ball. And he knew and everybody knew that they was going to double team him. They don't have to worry about that with LeBron because not only is LeBron not going to have the ball, he's not even going to play a good decoy. He watches. He stands on the other side of the court during those ISO plays for Kyrie, and he lets Kyrie cook. Yo, can I put something on the record real quick before I go? Please. Now, like I said, I will... I thought, I thought the Warriors were going to sweep these guys. I would try to give Cleveland some respect. Let's even say they win maybe even one or two games, right? But what what will happen if the Warriors go up 3-1 or if the Warriors go up 3-0? You watch out for this in that last game. In the final corner, quarter, you will see LeBron being so passive, so uninterested. That he, I mean, you you'll be looking at him like like what kind of, like who who is this guy? Like this is not the, this is this the best player in the world? And I say this because I'm remind I remind people all the time. Before he left to go to uh, Miami, uh, they were in the finals. Uh, Cleveland was in the finals, and if you remember, you can go back and look at the tape, look up the articles. LeBron was so passive off the ball, so passive off the ball, it, it looked to me that he didn't even want Cleveland to win. It looked to me that he had his mind made up already and knew that he was going, that he was out the door. So I I feel like if this if the same thing happens, if they go up three um, three games to nothing, the Warriors go up three games to nothing on them, or even three games to one, that final closeout game. I think LeBron's already looking forward to, okay, who can we get over him next? He's already looking at how to scapegoat the situation and find other reasons why they lost other than the fact that he just got outplayed. I would be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron left and Kyrie stayed and they tried to restructure something around Kyrie. Maybe not after maybe not directly after this year, but I don't think LeBron doesn't have a long term deal. He doesn't sign long term deals. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's, he's accomplished his goal. He accomplished his girl goal in Cleveland early, which was to bring them back, uh, bring them a championship, bring them some kind of uh, bring, bring them some kind of sports prominence in the NBA. Kyrie has been more than vocal about wanting his own team. He has proven. I feel like it's the same talk about him that people some people are having about Klay Thompson about being able to leave and kind of you know being able to start their own team. Uh, you touched on Tom Thibodeau early. Please watch out for Tom Thibodeau in Milwaukee. He's in Milwaukee or Minnesota. In Minnesota, please watch out for them attempting to get Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose had a hell of a season last year, and people are overhyping this whole surgery he had at the end of the year. He didn't do nothing that uh, Dwayne Wade hasn't done, that Carmelo Anthony hasn't done. Once they they know that team ain't doing shit. They shut down. They get uh, the, every year somebody's getting some. Cam Newton just get his shoulder during the offseason. Minor surgeries are what athletes do. Do not sleep on the motherfucking Minnesota Timberwolves. That's real. But That's uh, real. I know you got to go. You gave me way more time than you were supposed to, yeah, and I appreciate. It. Is it the Minnesota Timberwolves or is it the Milwaukee Bucks? What you mean with, with Timberwolves? Yeah, it's the, it's the Timberwolves, right? No, you said it's nice. Yeah, it's the Timberwolves. Okay, um, got it, got it, got it. Uh, Wiggins, uh, Zach Levine, uh, uh, what's his name? Ricky Rubio, yes, and that. But yeah, no, that's them. They got a nice little squad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm also looking at Milwaukee this year. Giannis Attentacupo. Uh, them niggas is going to be some beasts. For sure. He's a club. Hey, you gave me one more, way more time than you're supposed to. Again, everybody check out uh, License to Ill um, on the Conscious Cloud, ConsciousCloud.com. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, my brother. Yeah, man. I'll let you soon. Yep. I see you. I see you in. Uh, I see you in Houston soon. Yes, sir. H soon. Yep. All right. One.
Word. Wonderful conversation with my boy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm anxious to see how this series plays out. Um, yeah, I'm anxious to see how the game plays out. Will was only supposed to talk to me for 10 minutes. Obviously, it was way longer than that. Uh, Shouts out to my boy Joe. Uh, he commented, Joe's a real cool dude. I'd, I'd like to have him on the podcast. Um, Shouts out to everybody that checked it out. Cam, Brandon, James, Jeremy. Jeremy, what up, bro? Um, Brandy, hey, what up, girl? Um, this is the Rojo Show episode. Is it episode 66? Um, episode 66 of the Rojo Show, I believe. Let me double check that for you. Hey, yo. Hey, young world. Yeah, this is episode 66. Um, thank you, everybody, for checking it out. Let's see um, who's been checking out the show. Patricia from work. What up? Um, top cities. Just a bunch of spots in Illinois. It's usually not like that. Usually I have more stuff and other stuff or other people, more countries and stuff. But I haven't been posted on all the sites that I usually do, so I got to get on that. But anyway, um, thank you to everybody for checking out the show. Um, this is the Rojo Show, episode seven, uh, 66. Shouts out to Sofrito. Shouts out to Fruve. Shouts out to this new beard stuff I've been using. I can't remember dude's name. I'm, I got to do a better job of plugging, but I got to holler at him before I plug it first. Um, game three tonight, first game in Cleveland. Um, I said uh, I say Warriors in five. We'll see. I posted a picture of my a video on my Facebook page of this white chick wilding um, on this cop. She lost her job. But um, yeah. Check out the show. This has been The Rojo Show, episode 66. Thank you, everybody, for checking out SoundCloud, iTunes, Show at gmail.com. Remember, if you're not sharing, you're not a fan. And I'm out.